Hey everyone, and welcome back to the not the breath. <laughs> oh man, it's been so long. No. <laughs> um. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Small Town Nerd podcast or Small Town Nerdcast because I can't decide exactly what I'm calling this thing. <laughs> no, I, I'm calling it Small Town Nerdcast. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. This is episode. 13, which, hmm, wonder um, how that's going to play out. No, everything's going to be fine. Everything's okay. Um, Sorry if there's a bit of an echo this time. I'm still in the process of moving into a new place. And with that, you know, um, we don't have a lot of furniture in my office. It's all just a bunch of hard surfaces. So I got to figure out either to get some carpet in here or something on the walls to help um get rid of some of this echo that's bouncing around everywhere but we're you know we're working it out man and hey i'm back behind a good mic with my computer uh we finally have wi-fi at the house so now now it feels like home you know at first it was just this new place we were moving into now that the wi-fi set up it's home (laughs) and that's all i really want man and so you know i was off at fire school last week and we did a lo-fi episode I got really breathy in the microphone and I apologize for that you know I was one I was uh, drinking a lot that that night so I was just I was giving you my bedroom voice (laughs) my bedroom voice guys and so hopefully you enjoyed that if not I can't say it's not gonna happen again because it might but anyway new episode episode 13 moving on we've got a few things to talk about and even I got some more small town drama. Whenever I think this small town can't have enough drama, boy, does it prove me. <laughs> what was it last week? Oh, it was the uh, uh, compact car parking spots that they're putting downtown that everyone hated because, you know, what about my big truck? Why doesn't he get a personal spot? Boo hoo. Boo freaking who. We're trying to save lives and you're just trying to be an ass. Anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that at the end of the show, uh, where we save all the small town drama. Um, what I did want to talk about today, got some, like, you know, me being a small town nerd. Um, one, I finally got to go to a comic book shop. We, My wife and I, we found ourselves in Houston because we were getting some furniture from Ikea. Because that's where we love to shop. And I mean, we get furniture from other places. We're not just an Ikea family. And this time, we weren't on the low end of Ikea. We were we were shopping like mid-tier Ikea now, man. Like $100 per furniture item Ikea. Like So we we feeling pretty good about ourselves. <laughs> what did we get? We got a bookshelf. We got a, um, a TV console. Like, you know, something to set your TV on. I think eventually I'm going to mount it, and I think I want to get a bigger TV anyway, because now in our new house, which I haven't really showed pictures of, but we have one huge wall, like enormous. Also, the ceilings are much taller. I think they're like 15, oh, maybe not 15, maybe they're like 13, 14 foot ceilings. They're, they're tall ceilings, taller than like a normal house or like your apartment ceilings would be if you live in a apartment. Not, not that I'm assuming you live in a apartment, but you know, like normal house has like not I wouldn't say low ceilings like what 10 to 12 foot ceilings these ones are at least another foot or two above that so that's why also the echo is really bad too anyway um 
So we got this huge wall, like just ginormous, and it's our accent wall. But I had I have a 55 inch TV, which in any normal place, a normal room or anything, it's monstrous. 55 inches for a TV is huge. I put it on this wall, and it looks like a 22 inch TV. <laughs> like it just looks tiny. So I kind of I know Walmart because that's all I have in my area sells. Uh, 75 inch tvs which i think 75 inch tv is uh, big enough you know i think it's large enough where it has a good picture and, and you know like without being audacious <laughs> ghastly uh so yeah i think i might upgrade to one of those and put the 55 inch in the bedroom or hell maybe i'll use it here in the office as like my new gaming monitor no ugh, the refresh rate on it's terrible so I won't be using that one. Anyway, um, what was I? Anyway, oh, yeah, moving into a house. Oh, I, actually, I forgot where I was going with that whole conversation. Oh, I was talking about furniture. Oh, I, was, I went to Ikea, so I was in Houston. That's where I was going with that conversation. And so um, ended up stopping by a comic book shop on my way back home. I didn't get to stop at my favorite place in Houston to go, which is Third Planet Comics. That's uh, off of Highway 59 near Kirby Drive. Yeah, Kirby Drive and Highway 59, or 69, sorry. 69 is what it's called now. And, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to stop there, but I did stop in another one in Sugarland called uh, Bedrock City Comics, and they're like a chain comic book shop. They got places all over Houston, so it's kind of nice. You know, like, you know what, they're like the Walmart of comic book stores where you know what, what they're going to have. They usually have very similar in, inventory in between each stores. But really, I just wanted to pick up a new comic because uh, one of my favorite comics that I'm reading, I've talked about it very lightly and I haven't gone into much detail and I probably won't this episode either, is Saga. Saga, which is like the greatest space opera slash mystical it's everything from sci-fi to magic to love to comedy to violence to just craziness man it's one of my favorite comics it's back from hiatus and i wasn't able to well i couldn't bring myself to order just one comic book and pay five dollars for shipping and handling so yeah because then it takes one comic as a three dollar comic and now i'm spending eight dollars just to get it to me and I just figured I'd wait because it's not like people are picking this off where I can't buy it at stores when it comes out. Even though it was the last one left, <laughs> I got lucky. But um, yeah, I just figured I'd wait. I'd, I'd eventually find myself in Houston, which I was, and I stopped by. I also picked up the second volume of a trade paperback called That Texas Blood. Um, it's a pretty cool comic, you know. I like it because it's in Texas. It's like almost like a cop drama in a way um man i'm trying to remember how the first one ends and it, it, it's pretty cool though I, I i like it you know so i'm gonna read the second one maybe i'll talk about that um next episode as like a review so maybe you guys might be interested in that i i dig it that that texas blood it's pretty cool and actually um let me look because i think the author and stuff let me go into the bag here sorry 
plastic ASMR. Yeah, that's Texas Blood by Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. And yeah, man, it's a pretty dope story. I, I dig it. I love the artwork on it. And it, it's just, it's it's cool, man. It's like a noir feeling Texas comic. And I'm all about that. But yeah, so stop at the comic book shop, which is really cool. And something I don't get to do too often. And also, now that I think about it, in a town not quite far from me, um, definitely closer than Houston is, they just opened a comic book shop there. So I'm going to have to go check that place out. And maybe I'll talk about it a little bit more on the podcast because, I mean, I just mentioned it this episode, but hopefully I'll get to go there maybe this weekend or something like that and I can really talk about it and see how it goes. And also, now that I'm thinking about it, man, there's a lot of cool stuff's been happening here recently as far as the show goes. Uh, someone reached out to me, wants to come on the show. They got a Kickstarter coming up soon and I'm going to be setting up an interview with that person. So that's going to be something if you enjoyed my interview uh, not to a couple of episodes ago, get ready. Another one's coming. <laughs> uh, with that being said, you know, not when I'm not in Houston, I'm not traveling to the next town over to do nerd things. I got to stay home and do nerd things. And sometimes that's just playing video games. Uh, but here recently, I've been watching a few streaming shows, anime and other other streaming like uh, well we've talked about one moon knight um halo which is on paramount plus moon knight of course is on disney plus and then some anime um one's called komisan can't communicate which is on netflix and the other one is called my dress up darling which is on crunchyroll and if you love anime and you want to be able to watch anime and you don't have crunchyroll you're fucking up. <laughs> no. Uh, I assume most people who w watch or stream anime know about Crunchyroll. Whether or not you use a paid service versus a pirated way to watch your anime. You know, that that's none of my business. But I use Crunchyroll. They have recently, or they recently bought out Funimation. And so their inventory of shows has grown exponentially ever since that so um definitely if you're looking for something a legit way to watch anime there there's one of your sources right there take it from me the guy who's always doing things by the book by the law officers <laughs> but yeah so my dress up and i guess i'll talk a little bit about these shows because these are the things that i'm doing and i'm excited about and i think you guys should check them out too um well First off, My Dress Up Darling and Komisen Can't Communicate, they're pretty much slice-of-life romantic comedies. And if you're not familiar with the genres or like how they, I, I don't know, fit into the grand scheme of things, slice-of-life comics are, you know, nothing crazy. You know, there's not like Gundam or Pokemon. It's just normal. I say normal, but, you know normal people with normal life things just going about their day and what happens in the during that day you know in this case like i said they're romantic comedies so it's two characters and it's watching their relationship develop them discovering their feelings for each other 
and where does that take these characters and of course with any anime you know it takes maybe a hundred episodes before they even hold hands because that's you know anything other than that is just well that's just too much sexy time and we can't have that in our japanese anime <laughs> but my dress of darling is really cool because it focuses on stuff that I'm a big fan of, and that's cosplaying. Not that I do it, but I love watching people cosplay. And the main character in this, she is a she wants to be a cosplayer. She finds a, a person who's able to help her accomplish those goals. And it's about those two and their relationship and their weird quirks, getting to know each other and befriend each other and trust each other. It, it's a cute story and. Yes, there's some fan service in there, and so if you're you're a fan of lewd things, I think you're going to enjoy my dress up, darling. But it's also a really cute story, and just feels so wholesome. Like it, it's just it's like a wholesome burger, just perfectly flame broiled to the the peak wholesomeness of wholesome. <laughs> and Komi San can't communicate. It's about a girl who has huge social anxiety. Uh, she can't, she really, she just can't talk. You know, it's not that she just can't communicate. It's like she can't verbally express herself, like where she's writing stuff down, maybe doing head, like nodding her head or shaking her head. She just gets huge social anxiety. And and then she meets uh, a boy named, uh, what is it? Tanado or Tadano? I can't remember. Meets a guy and he's basically starts out as a mediator between her and everyone else in the school because you know he learns that she wants to make at, at least 100 friends and so his goal is and that he sets and with her is to try to help her make 100 friends and then it goes what happens with their relationship from there like how they develop from possibly being just friends to more than that and it's it's just so cute, man. Like I, I love anime like that, and um, like I've been burnt out of like the ultra violent and the super crazy boss fights for over five episodes type anime, and just having these nice little slice of life where the seasons are only twelve episodes, and you know tells like a not a complete story, but tells a good story where hey, if it ends, it ends, but hopefully there's more to it, you know. And so we'll see where those go. But those are two anime that I'm a big fan of. Uh, moving on to the live action stuff. First off, Halo. Paramount Plus. Two episodes are out currently. This is April 5th. And it is everything that I've hoped. And I'm pretty sure it's even more. So things... And man, and I, I don't want to spoil it. So definitely... I'm going to try to stay away from spoilers because I, do, I still want to talk about it. But at the same time, so if if there are, if anything, there are going to be light spoilers in this. But nothing like huge. Um, episode one, I don't even think I've talked about the episode. So episode one comes out and it's every bit as action-y as you would expect. There's a bit of first person view, kind of like the video game. They sample sounds from the video game that you get to hear like master chief shield sound and the alarm when the shields go down so that was awesome to get that and you get to see the covenant in full force 
um, attack an outpost, which is crazy. It lets you just see exactly how dangerous the Covenant and their weapons are against normal humans, which is horrifying and amazing at the same time. Uh, episode 2 comes out and the tone shifts, but it's still it, it's still very much a thriller of what's happening and what's going to happen. And so that has me really excited to see how that all plays out. Um, this show looks like it's going to see what the past of Master Chief was like. It's not just him. He's not the only Spartan. Uh, there are more in this show. So it looks like the show for sure takes place before the fall of Reach and before the first game starts. So our... Well, I don't think they mention Reach. And so if you guys aren't familiar with like the lore of the video games and stuff, Reach is a planet where basically the Spartan program started on. Uh, eventually the Covenant f come and destroy the planet. It basically just glass it over because that's what they do with their plasma weapons. And then Chief being like the only Spartan survivor that we know of, uh, escapes on a ship called the Pillar of Autumn, and then they jump to light speed randomly. And then when they come out of light speed, they are right next to a Halo ring, and that's the first Halo ring we ever see. And that's where the first game takes place. So, like, that's kind of how that all plays out between Reach and the first game. And so, I'm I can't remember if this story is taking place after Reach has fell, fallen or if Reach is still there. And they're just kind of like Covenant First Contact. And so um, it's, I think it's really cool. It, there's definitely more characters than just the Master Chief to focus on and be interested in. Uh, they're pulling other characters uh, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Keys, Jacob Keys, who's an admiral. I think he's an admiral or he pilots his own ship. You have Dr. Halsey, who is like the main person that is in con control of the spartan program um and so it's very interesting they do take some liberties and have changed different like people's relationships and how other people are like connected to each other but it doesn't take me out of the show you know it doesn't make me it, like it doesn't completely like blow like it, it blow <laughs> it doesn't suck like i'm, I'm not like so focused on what changes that they've made and i think most people who are maybe going to check this out well are going to hate it because you know they're stupid fanboys but i think if you're just checking it out and you're not too familiar with the halo lore and how everything falls i, I don't think you're gonna notice it or really care you know you're i think you're gonna be very interested in the story that's being told because i sure shit am and i'm excited to see how this all plays out and where this goes. There's like one character they throw in that has nothing to do with any of the video games and how they, I really want to see how they fit into all of this and the story that they're weaving. So I'm pretty excited for that. The other one that I'm watching, let's see, we talked about Halo Moon Knight. That was the one. <laughs> so only as of right now, I don't even know if the second episode has dropped. I checked earlier today, April 5th, 
to see, and I didn't see a second episode of Moon Knight, but uh, first episode came out, and I am super excited for it. It is, I don't even know how to describe it, man. Oscar Isaac, and the way he portrays Stephen and Mark, well, you don't even get to really see, well, you, you see a bit of Mark. So if you don't know much about Moon Knight, um, the the normal person, not Moon Knight the superhero, but you know his alias, his day to day person, uh, he has dissociative identity disorder, you know DID, and so basically, I guess in layman's term, he has multiple personalities living inside or multiple identities living inside the same body one of those being steven who's like this bumbling stump stuttering uh, guy who works at a museum and very fascinated with egyptian culture and then you have mark specter who is this killer mercenary badass dude who is also moon knight you know so really exciting i love the way oscar isaac plays his character and plays the difference between the two and i think he does such a great job of really portraying each character very individually but also like i don't know man it just it's fantastic you know i read an interview with him uh, about how he didn't at first because he didn't really know much about moon knight he didn't want to even play the character you know he was worried he's going to get into the same trap he got into with star wars uh, playing as poe dameron where he was just going to be like another cog in like this big movie machine and didn't really feel like he could be an individual and stand out um he talked about how he wanted to play a character that you know would he could really do like a character study on and something very interesting to have fun with you know and he said after talking with kevin feige that moon knight and the story and what they wanted to do with the character was exactly what he was looking for. And he never thought he would be looking to come back to Disney in any stretch uh, of the imagination, I guess. But Moon Knight was the character that did bring him back. So it has me excited that he's excited to play this character. And after watching the first episode, there's action in it. There's tons of comedy because, you know, Steven is is weird he's awkward and he starts noticing these gaps in time that he's living through and he's starting to figure out he's not alone in his body he's starting to figure out that it's shared space and him trying to gain regain control of his body but in the worst uh timing and situations and which causes a bunch of uh comedy and funny scenarios and just craziness you know so i'm definitely excited for moon Knight. i'm super excited to see where this goes and how it plays out it's only six episodes i hate that it's only six episodes but you know i think six episodes is a good sweet spot i think they've learned their lesson from the netflix series and what they've done already on disney plus i think what hour-long six episodes six hours that's like two movies or three movies three short movies (laughs) a two-hour short movie so yeah like three movies to kind of play it out i I feel like they've really hit in their stride on time and stuff like that so i'm excited i think you guys should definitely check it out it's renewed um my interest and 
right now. It's only one episode, but man, I'm feeling like it's already a cut above what's previously come out on Disney+. And so I'm excited to see. And I don't even care if it ties into anything else. In fact, I hope it doesn't tie into anything. Or if it does, it ties into like the daredevil type stuff or you know like though like lower characters because moon knight is not not that he's a lower character but he's more to me like a street level type character where he would fit in more with the defenders than he would with the avengers at least in my mind and i could i could be wrong you know uh but you know with the star power of oscar isaac behind it um there's no reason why he wouldn't show up with avengers and bigger name characters so I don't know. It's pretty exciting, and I'm excited to see where that goes. But that's pretty much it, man, for all like the nifty nerd of it all and the nerdy stuff that I've been up to and doing and being about. Um, I guess we'll end things on the small-town drama that's been going on. And I can't remember if I talked about this in my first few episodes. Maybe I made hint towards it, or maybe it was so long ago, so it didn't get out on Small Town Nerdcast. But a while ago, our town announced that they were going to build a roundabout at an intersection, which is like just right outside of town. And it's roads that are, I say, fairly heavily traveled. You know, um, one highway, well, both roads. One is like a, a farm to market road, but it's a majorly traveled one. Because it goes out to some plants. There's a chemical plant and a power plant that way. And the other one's a highway that takes you out to more plants, chemical plants, and the beach. So these are pretty heavily traveled roads. Or there's constantly traffic on these roads. And so there currently there's a, a stoplight there. But it, it's slow. Let's just put it that way. It's slow... Um, at some points there isn't a lot of traffic, so maybe the, you know, the upkeep on it costs the city and they don't want to do that anymore. So what they've decided to do is build a roundabout one roundabouts are freaking safe. It helps keep the flow of traffic. So traffic doesn't come to a stop because that has happened to me the middle of the night coming back home from work or something like that, or like the dead of day, whatever you want to call it, like five in the morning and there's no traffic anywhere, but I have to stop and set a red light for what feels like an hour it's probably like one minute probably not even a minute it's probably 30 seconds at most but it feels like i'm sitting there forever so if there was a roundabout you know it's something that i can come to slow down a bit make sure no one's coming and take the roundabout and get home and maybe spend five five to ten seconds at most uh, navigating the roundabout i don't know i i give it 10 seconds only because maybe there's some idiot doing tokyo drifting around the thing because he thinks he can get away with that Anyway, so the town announced that a while back. Everyone hated it because we're a small town, Texas. Roundabouts are a scary thing. And everyone's like, roundabouts means everyone will die on the road because no one knows how to make a left turn, even though you motherfuckers watch NASCAR all the goddamn time. And now you're going to act like left turn is the hardest thing in the world to do. And like, I don't know what people or how people imagine roundabouts to work but i guess they feel that it's just straight lines that go to a circle and so people are just gonna fly 80 miles an hour straight into this thing and just 
I don't know, delicious, demolition derby, derby everybody. Like, I feel like that's what they imagined in their head. But if anyone's actually looked up what a roundabout looks like and how it works, they know that there's a, like the road curves, like kind of, almost like in an S leading up to the roundabout. So it forces you to like look up, pay attention because, oh, the road's turning on me. And then you enter the roundabout. So it forces you to kind of like slow down naturally because of this turn and and, caught, and it also makes it where, you know, you're not going to be going 100 miles an hour. And if you are, you're going to wreck into something else before you even get to the roundabout. And even if there are accidents on the roundabout, they're typically at way lower speeds than they would be at an intersection if a drunk person was to run an intersection and slam and T-bone you versus an idiot, a drunken idiot on a roundabout who would hit like this curb shit first and probably slow down because of it and before they tried to t-bone into you which hopefully wouldn't happen because you would see this freaking idiot coming anyway um but no no one reads into that they just want to believe what they want to believe and that's we have created a hot wheels track of killer vehicles in our small town anyway so that happened a while ago things had died down since and construction started today <laughs> And how I found out construction started today is because everyone started losing their shit on the Facebook group chat. (laughs) And it's the same arguments like, oh, this is going to be too dangerous and people are going to die because of their stupid decisions. And this is a waste of taxpayer money, even though more money is being wasted on upkeep for these stoplights these traffic lights that have to be taken care of and every time there's a storm they got to be redone and fixed like no one cares about that maintenance that happens on stoplights and how much of your tax dollars are going to that no one gave a shit that the public school built a brand new football stadium even though the team hasn't won a game and like since I was in high school, I don't think they've had a winning season since I've been out of high school which is well over it's probably about 15 years now. Uh, let's see, I'm 33, so what, I was 18, yeah, we're just going to say 15 years, that sounds about right, because <laughs> if I say anything else, it'll probably make me sad, so like, no one freaks out about all this other use of taxpayer dollars, but no, a driving circle is where you, where you oh my god, I can't even right now, I just, I'm getting close to the microphone, because I'm so angry, <laughs> So yeah, that's what's been going on in our small town drama. Um, and my small and my big nerdy life, though, my wife and I, we just bought a house. Um, there will be pictures on social media coming soon. Uh, some before and after. Well, maybe not too much, but at least of the yard. Um, because, man, this dude must have not mowed his yard for the, at least since last year. And just hadn't mowed it at all because, man, weeds were all over the place. Like, the yard is mostly weeds and maybe 40% grass. So I'm hoping um, just some basic lawn care and constantly mowing and keeping the weeds at bay will help the grass take over again. Because there is some beautiful grass here. So, like, this could be a very lovely yard. Uh, I just, this guy just didn't take care of it to be fair though i'm looking at my old rent house that we were moving out of and like thankfully we have a whole month to move out of the rent house so you know 
it's I don't get stressed out as much and I'm much less stressed now that there's internet at this place but um yeah I haven't mowed my yard since winter either <laughs> like since December so um yeah whoever inherits my the rent house whoever comes into the house next they're gonna have a hell of a yard to mow <laughs> and I'm sorry for that but I'm also not sorry because I'm getting my lickings here at the new house and I mowed it today. It was, it. I think now that it's mowed and we keep up with it, it's going to be easy to mow. But man, the, the freaking weeds were so thick, and it was just such a pain in the ass to mow. But you'll see the before and after pictures. So let me know what you think, and um, you get to see the front of my house and the backyard of my house, which I'm just. I don't know, man. Today was, and I don't know if it's just because we got the internet or if it was because we brought our books over. I think, like, because my two comfort things are like my online gaming and like surfing the web on my computer. Like having my computer at 100% capacity now with Wi Fi and the Xbox and the Switch, all that setup is such a huge relief. And then also my other big thing my my uh, stress relief and my uh, favorite are our books and so now having our books here and on a bookshelf and presented like those are two things that are just whew, huge weights off my shoulder uh, Casey and I were cooking dinner and we bought new like plates and cups and silverware kind of as like a congratulations to us in the new house and just like having an, an island with a sink and like the stove and like a nice kitchen and I can see into the living room and and having the dining room table in full use now and not as just like a storage space for plants and whatever else can't fit in the house. Like having that and eating there at the table and just and it just washed over me. It was like this is our place, you know. And I don't know. It just felt so good, man. And I changed all the light bulbs out because the guy used like the the like I call them the blue white bulb, like like the daylight white, not the soft warm uh, white lights. They're like the blue, the cold white lights. And I changed them out with the the soft ones because I like the warmer tone, you know. Although in the office, I'm using. I, th I think they're called daylight is what the blue ones are called. And so there are some parts of the house where we're still using those. But in the parts that I wanted the warmth, the warm feeling, I changed all those bulbs out and in the bathroom. And like it's like it finally feels like our place. So <laughs> it was just a huge relief and a huge like, yes, to me and my wife. And so like now it's starting to hit like sink in like hey we bought a house and we're gonna make this place awesome and um, after we get everything moved out of the old place and into here and then we can start working on adding what we want to add to make this place home like our living room though is like a completely new living room set and so i'm super excited for that and i can't wait to see how that all like looks when it finally finishes coming together but There'll definitely be pictures. I can't wait to show you guys. And so just stay tuned to my social media. Everything is a small town nerdcast. And on Twitter, it's SM. Like we abbreviated small. So SM town nerdcast over on Twitter. 
And I think it's the same on Instagram or it's spelled out small town nerdcast on Instagram. So definitely go check that stuff out. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode, episode 13 of the small town nerdcast. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. So just remember, man, just because you live in a small town doesn't mean you can't be a big nerd. God, that sounds so cheap. I'm going to find a better outro. Maybe I should vote on it. I don't know. If someone comes up with one, please let me know. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.